0: Did your parents ever use the threat, if you don't shape up, I'll send you away? As kids, you always knew it was kind of a hollow threat anyway. Well, most of us at least. My brother John is here to talk about when he actually did get sent away to Mexico at age 12.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm not a complete idiot, so... (laughs) Last time I was like, PJ, can I have permission to record? He's like, oh, yeah. And it took him like five minutes to figure it out.
0: <laughs> well, if you asked me for permission, you'd never, never get it because I wouldn't know what to do. So
2: Well, well, PJ thought once he said, you yeah, have permission, it was... It was
0: to- <laughs> permission said, yeah. granted. Yeah, You got my permission. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: yeah. He thought I was just asking if he, if he consented to, you know, just <laughs> him, him recording.
3: Right.
1: All right, guys, you guys ready to do this?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. um I don't.
1: I I, mom's
3: a
2: little nervous that this is going to be like a uh, like, like an a intervention session. An yeah. intervention.
0: <laughs> intervention for me. <laughs> no, my, my, this, this is going to be the bad mom story.
2: No, uh, it's it's a good story. Don't think it it is for that not,
0: It is not a good story. Not in my. No, I, there's nothing good about it. I thought it was a good idea, but anyway, who do you I'll, want to I'll have? I'll tell you first? this. Well,
1: so so I'll, yeah, I'll get us going, but. You know, people have asked me a lot about sort of cuz cause, cause we mentioned this a couple of times during other episodes and they're like yeah. you got to tell this story about when John got sent to Mexico. And so so here we are. So so let's uh John, let's talk to you first. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's uh, about good. About
1: sort of we so what grade were you in? Uh it was 7th grade. Okay. Um and um So I would have been in eighth grade. He has
0: no idea why we sent him, but anyway, go ahead.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you would have been in eighth grade at that time. My first year, seventh grade, part one, you were in eighth grade. So in my recollection,
1: this is what I remember. Somehow a locker got started on fire in the locker room. No, 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 you're completely wrong. Shortly thereafter, John was in Mexico.
2: (laughs) No, all the pyromaniac stuff and all the delinquency. That was all post-Mexico. Really? It was? Yes. It was, yeah. Uh, I didn't remember <sighs> that. So do you, do you want me to tell you how it happened?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear it. And then mom are, and dad, you, you guys are, can kind of kind of share your, your okay. memory of how. So, so what the events that sort of led up to the decision for John to go to Mexico from John's perspective and then from okay. mom and dad's perspective? Okay.
2: Go ahead, John. And I'm pretty sure this is accurate. I'm pretty sure this is right. I've, I've kind of lived in denial my whole life. But I think this is the reason. So there was it was seventh grade. I was in football. I'm like this skinny little twelve year old kid. And it's Laramie. So it was like late in the season. It was about ten degrees below zero. And I remember I had this pink hoodie on. It was probably a hand me down from Kristen. And the sleeves are like hanging over my hands. Yes. And I was like I was contributing nothing to the game. I was I was out there just as a sheer disappointment to mom and dad. And I think I think at that moment like mom and dad realized that I was like the youngest, <laughs> little, yeah. like scrawniest kid. And they're like, we need to hold him back. We need <laughs> to hold him back here because he sucks at sports. And I think <laughs> that's really what it came down to is I really, really sucked at sports. <laughs>
0: wow. Right? That and is so, true, that is true. <laughs> that's true. Wait, Not mom. that you sucked at sports particularly, but that you were the youngest. And all yeah. of my other kids, I'd started like a year later your birthday's in May, June, yep. July, August, September. You were four months, you know, into being five when I sent you to kindergarten. And I just, I felt bad. You were yeah, the I youngest. Was... I didn't want you to be the youngest. So anyway.
2: Okay. But I think, it, I think it like dawned on you, like at that game, not only
1: that it I was the youngest,
2: but <laughs>
0: See? I knew it. He's standing out on the field, just kicking dirt, <laughs> doing nothing.
1: <laughs> so, so mom, here's where we are. Here's where we are. Hey, That's Dan, all- let
3: me say something in John's defense. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when we had that conversation, Susan and I, and Susan said, he's doing well academically. Yeah. It's just that yeah. John is not old enough, mature enough to be dominant in sports. hold him <laughs> back. He'll be a star. Yeah. And I had nothing more to say about it because I was outvoted. Okay. So anyway, she but also it, wanted this- John to go for the cultural uh, experience of being in Mexico. I didn't want him to go cuz I I thought nothing good's going to come of this. Even though I was right, Susan still says it was a good thing for John. No, because...
0: <laughs> I don't say that. That's not true at all. Okay, <laughs> let's let's pause for a second.
3: Let's pause for a second.
1: Mom, so let me so you know, Sammy's small. He's he's always been small. Yeah. Never once did it occur to me that if I send him to Mexico, he'll sort of get that gap year. And, and how did, like, and, and let, me, let me say, Mom, I know that, like, the South American cultural experience, and, and I agree with that. That had I nothing to do with it. That had nothing to that, do with it, it. it.
0: No, really, you know, I went to the school and I said, can we pull him back a year? And they said, absolutely not. Academically, we can't play. He's, I don't know if he was a straight-A student at the time, but they said no. And it was a maturity thing for me. And, you know, I will tell you this, you know, parents make mistakes. You look back on your lives and, and there are some gigantic mistakes. And this was a gigantic mistake on our part. I, you know, I'll, I'll live and die feeling like I wish John should never have gone to Mexico. Okay. Because I think he would have matured. But it, it wasn't a cultural thing. It was that John just seemed immature. He's kicking the dirt. He's not in the game, you know? He's not I in the game. He played with Jojo and
2: Transformers a lot too.
0: Right. And he wore, you know, this this pink this what green outfit, John, for three years. No, it was a pink. I don't know. It was a pink was, for three years. <laughs> no. No, when when you were little. But anyway, it was more just it was more just I just felt like John needed that extra year. And I tried just to get them to to put him back a year. Okay. And the school refused. So we had these friends, the the, um, uh, Filipinos, Griselda and Alfonso and and Mazalan. We'd been to their house and I thought, this would be great, you know, we'll just send John over for a few months and then he'll have to, he'll have to go back a year. So John, take over and tell what it was like for you.
2: Well, I mean, leading up to that, I remember you came to and you're like, John, how would you like to go to Mexico for like a few months? And just live there, and we'd been on vacation a few times to Mexico, mm-hmm. and it was really fun. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that sounds awesome." Yeah, I want I to do that. <laughs> so, so somehow, like, we decided we were, we were going to do it. We jumped in a plane. Uh, yeah. Did you know that was the time that Clark and Sheila went with us, and you guys oh, did yeah. like a little, a little Trip. vacation drop off? <laughs> oh my gosh! So, so drop you're you you you're off.
1: taking John on a vacation with another couple.
0: Yeah. Unbeknownst to, drop to John. Him off by yeah. In Mexico. Okay. No, so, John, I,
1: at what point did it occur to you that, like, I'm the only one going?
2: Was it driving exactly. to Denver? Was it sitting Is on the it plane? It wasn't until, like, I'd been there for a week and I was like, when are my mom and dad going back? No, I knew going into it that that was the plan. It didn't dominate, like, how um, traumatic. Yeah, like how traumatic and real it was going to be. Because I was 12 years old. I had no clue. I thought, like, it'll be this. I, I don't even know what I thought. I was just excited. Yeah. But, yeah we, yeah, we got in Mexico. And you guys, uh, we, like, kind of did some things together. And then you brought me over to their house. And I remember they showed me where I was going to be sleeping. And, like, this kind of cultural shock and fear mm. just sort of waved over me. Yeah. And I, I remember the first night I was there. We were sitting down at dinner, and we were having chicharrones. You know what those are? It's like fried pig fat, right? Yeah. And I loved it. It was really, really good. But I remember I was, I was, I would, I would like, take a bite, and I couldn't swallow, because I had, like, this anxiety oh. that was just, uh, like, crippling. And I remember, like, I started feeling like I was going to cry. And, I mean, if anybody knows anything about our family, you don't cry. Mm. And you, don't, you don't get to... You don't get to show like vulnerability so yeah. i was like i was like i cannot sit here and cry in front of these people so i i like said i need to go to the bathroom and and keep in mind these guys speak no english they knew like some lyrics well, from the beatles e- songs that's it
0: <laughs> i thought Griselda spoke a little bit no not much
1: she knew all the lyrics to yesterday by the beatles and that was it
2: <laughs> <laughs> no it was, it was uh don't let me down she'd sing that all the time what song is that it's called "Don't Let Me Down." Don't let me down. Yeah, yeah. Um, was, which was it was kind of comforting when she'd sing it because the only thing <laughs> in there But uh, so I stood up from the table, went in the bathroom, and just like started crying. And I was like, "John, you got to stop! Like you oh. can't be crying." And I went back and sat down at the table. Like I got myself together, sat down, and they had taken all the chicharonos off my plate, and uh, and I was like, so confused. <laughs> I like went to get more and they're like it's okay you don't have to eat them because they thought I just didn't like Oh they thought you didn't like him Yeah Uh and then and then like it just all came out and I was just sitting there like crying in front of these people And they were probably super distraught And there was like it was like two or three days that I just couldn't control my emotions And finally they took me down to this phone place where Griselda worked And they let me call you mom Yeah Do you remember that?
0: Oh yeah you sobbed on the phone yeah, and and I it it was about killed me. It about killed me. But I I didn't go get you. I mean, no. You said you t- said John, you need to be tough. This is what we
2: decided to do. You need to just make it work. And yeah. And uh, and honestly, it was from that point on. I was fine. I didn't have any more like homesickness or breakdowns. And I just realized. Really? Yeah. That I was it. That. I just needed yeah. to call and hear your voice and have you say it's going to be okay. Just buck it, buck up and. You know, You're 12. Five. You can handle this. Yeah. Wow. So Jeez. another thing is, I went to the school there. Like yeah, I was there for what five months?
0: I think about five. Yeah.
2: It was. It was. A and full they semester, enrolled right? in school. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it was like the second or third day I was there. Alfonso took me down to this school. It's called the uh, Escuela Secundaria de Pescador It was the <laughs> so like, secondary school of <laughs> fishermen. <laughs> 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 it's like a high school for future fishermen it really exactly was that and it was like all these super poor kids oh my God. that lived in just like the most uh like, like those little concrete houses that yeah um, cinder block yeah. houses yeah right but i didn't know and, and i remember the first day we go and it was like really early in the morning and he he went to this like little cantina at the school and bought me a sandwich um, it was like on that French bread that Mexican French bread and mm-hmm. it was super spicy. It had like peppers mm-hmm. in it But it was it was like really really good. I, I loved it um, And then we went to the classroom and in the classroom. They had windows, but no glass in the windows. It was all just open air Yeah, yeah. There was no glass anywhere like most places didn't have glass at school and I just kind of sat in my desk and like just zoned out for <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on.
0: Did uh, you make nice friends? Like,
2: yeah. In fact, there was this kid named uh, Jorge. There was like uh, a really good friend at school, and we, I went to his house a few times. There was this little girl named uh, Cucaracha. I don't know her real name. But <laughs> <laughs> her name was Cockroach, and she actually <laughs> kind of looked like a cockroach. <laughs> but we went to her house a few times, and it was it was like so so poor that I couldn't even believe people lived there. Yeah. And, you know, they'd, yeah. they'd like shower outside with a hose. And, uh, yeah. and and actually, one of my best friends is this kind of chubby kid. And he had a Nintendo. And oh, that was like the coolest heaven. thing ever. Because, yeah, like, you know, when you go to, a, if, you, if you go to South America, I don't know if it's like this anymore, but they just do not have the same stuff and the same candy and, you know, food. So anything that's American, you just really... Latch onto yeah. so you. You remember yeah. your mission, Sam? Like oh, yeah. anything that was American was like super exciting. And
0: you um, probably, when you went on your mission, it was like, "Oh, I'm home." You know, I, I've yeah. done this before. I've seen this before and done this before. What were some of the good memories there, John? Were there some that I know he was the dad was pretty hard on Alfonso, wasn't he?
3: Yeah, he
2: never had. Well, uh, like, he didn't have any boys. He just had three girls.
0: Yeah, and you know, I was
2: like this little twelve-year-old kid who. I you know I didn't know how to talk to adults and I, I don't know I was I just wasn't what I think what they were thinking of they thought I'd be like this cool american kid that came in and was all charismatic and yeah. I was just awkward and like it was it was right when I was starting to go through puberty oh, no it, it was a confusing time <laughs> hey john so
1: so you spoke no spanish when you went down there right i mean it's right nothing how long, Nothing. I mean, you were there five months. How long before you, I mean, you came back basically fluent. fluent. I remember that, yeah. How yeah. long before you felt like you could communicate? And did you, like, try to learn Spanish, or was it just immersion, just hearing and, and repeating and, you know, just trying to survive?
2: Yeah, it was, it was immersion, just trying to survive. Like, they, they had a lot no, of friends and would constantly be going over to people's houses, and they'd all want to, like, talk to me and teach me things. And at school, I mean, you remember this, Mom, they'd all go and They're they're really like, yeah. They love you.
0: They, they, you're kind of a celebrity almost at school. I remember that I went at 10, I was 10 year old, 10 years old when we went to Chile and you know, they just kind of, they just kind of want to be around you. They want to talk to you. You're kind of like I say, you're a celebrity for them. Yeah. And there are a few kids maybe that don't like you that are jealous of you, but most South American people, Mexican people are very, usually very kind. I yeah, think anyway, totally. that was my experience. You yeah, to... How long, John, before you could understand him, do you think?
2: Um, it's hard to say. It's a long time ago, but yeah. I, I remember there there's one point, it was probably a few months after I'd been there, they, they told me to answer the phone. And so there's one point I, I answered the phone, I was like, bueno. And Griselda <laughs> was calling, she's like, who is this? And I was like, "Hey, <laughs> John. And she's like, really? You sound like a Mexican. (laughs) And so that was like, kind of like, I think the turning point for me where I felt a little more confident. But one of the, one of the cool things that happened at school is, is I think it was the first or second week. um, They, they drove me down to the dock and they're like, you're going to go out on the boats today with the, with the older kids to learn how to fish. And uh, I mean, we grew up, we never fished. We never went on boats. Uh We never did anything like that. And so I was like a mess on this boat. Like I was terrified. The kids were like jumping over the side and swimming underneath and like doing stuff. And they're like, yeah, just jump over and swim under the boat. Hmm. And I, I wouldn't do any of that. So that was one time I got to go on the boat and I never got to go again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so mom and dad, did, I, I'm assuming you guys had some sort of arrangement. Like, you know, you sent them a few hundred dollars a month or something to yeah. keep him, right? Yeah. I mean-
0: we did. We sent him money every month, uh, you know, to pay for what he needed. And really, in the end, you know, it was a trade because they sent their daughter to live with us, and she was with us probably a year, I think, almost a year, and Which learned daughter? English. And um, what were the three dollars? Ruth was one. Ruth, Carla, and Arpaliche.
1: Arpaliche—that's Arpalice. the one that came.
0: Yeah, Arpaliche lived with us for a year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it ended up kind of being an exchange program, kind of, because she came back and lived with us, and I was willing to do that. Um,
2: so I always that's... thought I was an exchange student with Yoichido, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you go back to Japan, or... <laughs> yeah, no.
2: I didn't know how it worked. But, not you know, those... look...
0: <laughs> looking back... Say,
2: not,
1: after, not after what he drew on
2: our bunk beds.
1: <laughs> he drew on after... your bunk
0: beds? yeah that's something I never knew about so (laughs) and probably don't want to know about it
1: anyway what were you gonna say mom
0: oh I was just gonna say I you know I I don't know that it I I think it did a lot of harm to John I think it was traumatic for him I think some of the stuff was good for him but going back if I had it to do again I wouldn't have done it Because I think John would have caught up maturity-wise and maybe not. And who cares? You know, it's not. Let's be honest, I still kind
2: of haven't caught up. You're still
1: about a year behind and all.
0: (laughs) He's a little immature still. But, you know, what 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 are you going to do? I wouldn't have done it had I, you know, now looking back. Yeah, I look at my grandkids that are 12 years old, and I think there's no way, there's no way you'd send them off to a foreign country, you know, with people that you barely know. That's just, but I was just kind of a stupid mother. I don't know. I don't know why I did it, John, sorry.
2: You, you, weren't, st- <laughs> you weren't stupid. You know, what's yeah. crazy about that is that I'm, I'm like this 12 year old kid. We went to this El Centro, like yeah. downtown Mazatlan. And um, we were there for like a class thing. And afterwards, they are like, yeah, just take the bus home. And I was like, I don't know what bus to take home. Everybody (laughs) left. I was downtown by myself without a a clue how to get home. I mean, imagine how terrifying that was. (laughs) But it was weird because I went and I was walking around just aimlessly. And all of a sudden, I saw one of the kids from the class. And I was like, hey, you got to help me. I have no idea how to get home. And he's like, oh, yeah, just come over here. You take this bus and you get home. And I got home that night. Yeah, but like, can you imagine? Oh, a you know, John, American you, kid. Yeah, thinking back though,
0: I, yeah, I was put in about the same situation you were, except I had my family there. But I yeah, never there's one downtown. big
1: difference, Mom. It's not exactly yeah, the same. I had my mom and well, if you knew my
0: mom and dad, eh, not not much support. <laughs> <laughs> we were pretty much on our own, okay. But I remember being downtown. They'd sent us to the movies, just sent us off, and we couldn't find our way home, and took a bus to the end of the line. And then a guy put us in his car and just, we knew the name of the street. Uh, La Tadilla was the name of our street. It's funny I could remember that. And he drove around until they found it. There were no cell phones. No, I mean, we couldn't get a hold of our folks. I think we got home at like uh, probably midnight and uh, my mom and dad were both asleep. No, I don't know, I don't remember. But anyway, and I guess because of that background that I had I, I don't know. I think maybe that came into play thinking John can do this, you know, I did it, he can do it. I don't know. I don't know what got into me. I don't know. But it's a unique when you do you think it helped for your mission at all, John, or had you forgotten all your Spanish?
2: No, I think it helped a lot. I mean, I'd forgotten most of it. But you know, yeah. those things come back quickly. And, and just the cultural thing being down there, yeah. just loving that culture so much. Yeah. I think it was a huge help. I mean, I was I was really successful on my mission and I think like having that yeah. as a as a background and and being able to be passionate about the South American people the, was the huge. The people,
0: yeah. Cuz you do lo- you learn to love the people, don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, even at your age, I think there probably were kids that you really really loved. Yeah, you know, culturally
2: I I love Mexico and South America. They're much more affectionate, they're much more um, caring. Yeah, caring and sincere. Like they yeah. call they'll call you fat if you're fat and that's perfectly okay. If
1: you look like a cockroach, yeah. they'll call you cockroach.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> la cucaracha.
0: That's right. Or la negra as our as my stepmother's yeah. called. Negra. Come here, you know. That's yeah. that's black. And yeah. it, it's a, it's a sign of endearment to have kind of a nickname that that is who you are or how you are, you know yeah over there they just don't care that's how it is
1: yeah so you know one of the
2: things that was sorry,
0: go ahead, john. Go ahead Sam. no
1: go ahead john
2: all right so one of the things that's interesting is when i got home school still hadn't gotten out there was like a few days left and uh i was like mom can i go to school and just see my friends and you're like sure so i went to school for the last couple days and i i hadn't realized how much people actually liked me at school because they were all excited to see me and wanted to know where i'd been you know some of the that's some of the kids cool. know but that's they, cool. they had this school counselor like pull me into her office, and yeah. she's like, "She's like John. You know, we know what you've been through, and we want you to know if you want to move on to eighth grade, your grades are fine, and we can move you on." <laughs> and I was like, "Have you done? My mom, Thank so you."
0: <laughs> I was like, "I would, I mean, but no. my mom would kill me."
2: <laughs> no, but I, that's what I said. I was like, "If you talk oh, my. to my mom, I, I don't think that's what we're doing." <laughs> she's like, "No, John. We want you to know that." like it's okay and I was like you better talk to my mom I don't think that's what we're doing
0: (laughs) (laughs) John was a hard being held back was that that was probably traumatic too wasn't it yeah I think so
2: yeah like all my friends moved on and I felt like I was this uh you just out of place and and you know maybe that's some of the reasons that i lit lockers on fire and smoke bombs (laughs) in the bathroom and I don't know could be
0: yeah yeah because I think
2: Go ahead, they did consider me an at risk kid at that point, like have you ever heard that designation in school like you're
0: oh yeah. Uh, Cause of, yeah because of the locker thing
2: no, just because of what I'd been through and and I think they just saw me as like this traumatized kid for a certain time period so so you oh. felt that you felt sort of that label <laughs> um like the second year of seventh grade, yeah, yeah, I think so I, th- I think I kind of felt like I had to um like be this bad kid you know that was held back and i don't really know it's it's hard to tell like when you're 12 13 14 it's confusing years anyway like you don't most kids don't have an identity and they're trying to find their identity and it it may have been that, or it may have been you know the fact that i'd gone to mexico for five months and was kind of (laughs) weird yeah
0: yeah yeah did you think that you were more mature having had that experience going back to school i mean you you saw poverty you saw you know you see things in mexico you don't see in the states let's face it yeah you for see sure. people laying in the gutter you see a, a supermarket that you know El centro where they're they're selling chicken heads and or chicken whatever whatever you know you don't see that here did you figure you know, it, it changed you? Did it change at all or not?
2: I don't know. I think I, I had like some perspective that most kids didn't have, but um, I, I looked back know, at when I was a kid and I was, I was pretty entitled and pretty selfish and- uh, As but, all I mean, kids came, are in the States. Yeah, we came from a big family and you just kind of like go with the flow. And I was still yeah. beating up Joseph and PJ and playing video games. I, I don't know, <laughs> it's hard to say.
0: Yeah. See, when I came back after living in South America for five years, I didn't fit in at all because I yeah. just had experiences that other kids hadn't had, and they seemed silly to me, and they seemed immature to me, you yeah, know. Well, Mom, you but came
1: back. You were what, seven, seventeen when you came back?
0: No, I was 15, I was fifteen, oh, almost okay. sixteen. Okay. When I came back, yeah, I was high school, yeah. and all of my friends that ended up being seniors in high school cuz i just couldn't tolerate the younger kids they just seemed really and like you say john entitled and bratty and silly and i, I don't know yeah. it was different for me i don't
1: i don't but, know that yeah i don't know that i'm not sure a seventh grader's capable of that kind of perspective or
0: yeah probably you know, not it's
1: it's, the, it's like john says you know junior high's the worst it's you you don't know who it you is. are your body's changing you're weird everybody's weird everybody's mean um, yeah. you know you know john one of the things i remember and, and, and I, I don't have really specific, the only really specific recollection, memory I have of you being gone, I was working at the beanery um, <laughs> as a dishwasher. And so I'm 14, right? And I'm I'm yeah. working at the beanery. But um, there was this kid, there was a family that would come in like once a week or something. They had this kid that kind of looked like you. And every time I saw that kid, I would, I would like, part of me would like just worry, like, you know, I hope John's okay. Because we couldn't talk to you. I mean, we, we we probably, you probably called home, what, four times? Yeah, in, maybe. in five months? if that, cause it was like, you know, $5 a minute to call home. But, yeah, but I, I, just remember, you know, I missed you, but the only time, the only thing I really remember where I was like, my heart would kind of hurt was when I would see that kid cause he was like a scrawny little kid and he kind of looked like you. And I was like, Oh man, I hope John's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you know, I, I remember thinking it was really cool when you got home that you could speak Spanish cause you talked to mom. And I was like, Whoa, that's, that's great. But, um, John, when you look back on that time, I mean, is the kind of prevailing feeling sort of I, I mean what is it is it is it sort of that was a cool experience is it man I really resent that that happened is it kind of indifference what, what do you what, like what, what's the first feeling that comes to you when you think of going to Mexico
0: I hate my mom for doing that to
1: me <laughs> yeah I feel bad that
2: you think that because I definitely don't feel any resentment and you know as a parent like I know it's, it's hard being a parent you don't always make good decisions and yeah, and, and there's absolutely no resentment at all. I think it's awesome. Like yeah. it's a really cool story to tell. And, yeah, you know, it shaped who I am, and and I think uh, I, I appreciate it for sure. I never, I never think, oh, you know, I'm it screwed up my life. Like, mom, you probably think I'm yeah. screwed up, but I'm pretty happy with where <laughs> I'm you know, you know?
0: No, I I don't think you're screwed up at all. I think you're extraordinary. <laughs> but I I do think. That that was was a traumatic experience, and uh, yeah. you know, and I have to take some responsibility for that. So, I, I think you turned out pretty well. I think you're pretty mature, and you do pretty well for yourself. So, I'm not too worried about, you know, maybe you've been through therapy for it. I don't know. Have you?
2: Uh Well, that's a little too personal to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Now, but... <laughs> okay. My therapist said I didn't have to disclose anything. I <laughs> <clears throat> No, it's a, it's listen, it's a really remarkable story, John. And honestly, I've, I've never, you know, you sort of would mention in passing some of these things, but I never have even heard this whole story or at least heard it from you in this much detail. And, and I think part of it is we joke about in our family. We kind of talk, you know, it's John getting sent to Mexico, but I think on some level we all kind of realized, you know, that was probably pretty traumatic and, and we don't do well with talking about, you know, personal tra- traumatic things. And so yeah. I think we, you know, that's the reason why we never really talked about it. But it's, it's, it's really, um, unique, uh, yeah. to say the least and, and, and kind of a remarkable story and, and, um, you know, whatever the, whatever the effects may have been from it. I mean, John, you, yeah, you turned out great. And, and, uh, I think there aren't very many people that can say, you know, my parents sent me to Mexico when I was, when I was 12, 12. years old. By yeah. myself. I, I was thinking, John, I was like, we, we should make this into a movie. It'd be a great movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it might be kind of boring. I don't know. Hey, John. Yeah. This is Dad. Do you think it's too late to send uh, Grant to Zimbabwe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grant, he doesn't have the medal
2: that I had. He would, he would fold in <laughs> like an hour. I was, just, yeah, I was thinking
1: Connor's 12. He would, I don't, yeah. I, I don't even know what he would do. He would, he would just cry all the time, probably, and and, yeah. and and until you know we came and got him. I don't know. So well, you know.
0: Well, do you but think mom, uh, Tim had ever <laughs> no. let Connor go? <laughs> and no.
3: <clears throat> but mom, dad, hey, let me tell you this, Sam. Connor was great when we were for you know not even a week in Washington D.C. He was terrific. Uh, always very involved. Yeah, he might be okay. Yeah. Sammy was the one. Sammy was the one that got a little bit teary-eyed. A few times. No, he didn't. I don't well, we probably need to send him
1: though. to Mexico. He's 14. That's not too late, is it? Mom, can you call the, call the, <laughs> call, uh, the, r- the call the Griselda, call the Philippines yeah. and see if Sammy hey, can.
0: Griselda, I know <laughs> you're old now. You? <laughs> I want to send the grandchild there.
1: <laughs> Two, yeah. 200 pesos a week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. John, what were you going to say?
2: Happen. Um. Oh yeah just like as a kid I was I was always kind of detached anyway I didn't like affection I didn't really like mom yeah. you say I, was, I, was, I raised myself or I was like raised by uh, yeah. Chris and Sam so like my kids are, are much more they, they need that affection and they need that I don't know I, I think maybe uh, the way I was was I was probably a lot more resilient than most kids yeah. to be able to yeah. just go away and not need you guys as much? I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, like I say, if I had it to do again, it never would have happened. So it's just a bad judgment and you made it through and with the good and the bad. So you know, that's life. You have experiences yeah. that you go through. They're not easy. Um, but I think they they help you grow if you let them. And I think you did let it help you grow, John. You know, I from what I saw, you came back sure. and did fine. So... But like I say, I wouldn't do it again, ever. So yeah. just know, I'm glad my kids are better parents than I am. <laughs> I,
2: I feel bad that you have all this guilt, mom. Like, you, you feel like, I, I guess maybe some uh, embarrassment about it. You shouldn't. I, it, it, like, I I honestly I don't resent it at all. I look back, I appreciate the experience. If I had to do it again, like, I wouldn't do it because it was hard, but I, I'm grateful <laughs> for it, you know? <laughs> like, I would honest, never
0: do it again, but yeah.
2: It was super difficult, but I, I'm really grateful for that experience. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. So don't, well, don't feel bad, mom. You're a great mom. You are thanks. a great mom. And,
1: uh, we all know how hard it is to be a parent and figure out what to do in those situations. So, uh, well guys, thank Thanks for, uh, uh, this is, this is great. I'm I'm glad we, we, we have this story. I think, like I said, I, yeah. I think it's a really interesting story and, and, uh, so thanks for sharing and, and, um, yeah,
3: love you guys.
0: All right, love you guys.
3: Love you. All right, bye, bye. John, we love you. <laughs> Sam, we love you. And we will never send you away.
1: Again. <laughs> Dad's just saying that because we don't want him us to send him and mom away when they yeah, when, say, we, when the dementia okay, when kicks I'm in. When I'm
0: about ninety years old, I can see John saying, "Hey, mom, got a place for you in Mexico."
1: The Philippines.
0: It's payback time. <laughs>
1: They have a, the retirement home for retired fishermen. You're going there.
3: <laughs> have fun swimming right, under the goodbye. boat. Love you guys. <laughs> bye. Bye, bye.
0: As parents, I think we really try to make the best decisions for our kids. But sometimes you just don't know what to do. At the end of the day, you try your best to help your kids find happiness and hope they don't need too much therapy when they're older. Thanks for being vulnerable, everybody, and sharing this story. It's definitely one we'll all remember.